welcome. You join us for another episode of Yarns and Threads. Today you join me, Stacey. And me, Nicola. And me, Kate. And today we are interviewing Louise and Margaret at Norfolk Federation's HQ, Evelyn Suffield House. I'm just going to hand over to both of you now to introduce yourselves and tell us your role in Norfolk Federation. Hello, I'm Margaret Collingwood and I'm the Chairman of the Norfolk Federation. And I'm Louise and I'm the Federation Secretary. Brilliant. And we're interviewing today here at Evelyn Suffield House, which uh, might sound perhaps a little bit echoey to our listeners today. We are recording under COVID conditions, um, as we are currently in a sort of minor lockdown of only six people at a time. So there are only five of us here, so we're all right. Um, we are recording now in October. Um, hopefully you'll then listen to a lot of our other episodes. But today we hope to talk about lots of exciting things about Norfolk Federation's history and its past, um, and how we are looking forward to the future as well. So, both of you, have you had any other roles in Norfolk Federation, or any other Federation, that you have enjoyed and brought to your experience here at Norfolk? No, no, I've uh, worked for the Federation now for, what, four and a half years? Um, I was previously, for my sins, WI Secretary for 17 years, um, having been made to join the WI by my mother when I was 18 years old. Oh, wow. Well, that's another whole story. She, she was president of her WI and basically needed bums on seats. So I came home from college and she said, you're joining the WI. You can imagine my reaction at the age of 17. Anyway, I did. And it was just joyous. It was like having 22 grannies. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So I've, I've been a secretary. I know the pressure that they're under. And then I saw this job and that's it. But I haven't worked in any other capacity for the Federation. I think being a Federation secretary is potentially enough, really. I hate to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love my job. Trust me, I love my job. <laughs> well, I have. Um, I started off as president uh, of Roxham WI, um, and then I was persuaded to join the membership team, so trained to be an advisor. Um, then I went and sat on the national membership team for a couple of years, which was quite an eye-opener. Um, then I became chairman of membership in Norfolk, then chairman of the communications committee in Norfolk, onto the board, vice chairman of the National of Norfolk Federation, and then chairman. Wow. So it's, been, it's been an interesting road to get here. So how many years has that been? Well, I started in membership about 10 years ago. Oh. Yeah. So it's quite a long route, but it's yeah. been really interesting. What a CV. That's amazing. <laughs> what do you love about it? What do you love about being part of the WI? People. If you like people, it's That's just true. wonderful to work with them in every capacity. Um, and as an advisor, of course, you get out to various WIs, and so you meet more people. Um, and that's been the joy of being chairman, is that you let everybody else do the work, and you just <laughs> go out and enjoy the party. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a career path, that's for sure. <laughs> What about you, Louise? What do you love about it? Well, like Margaret, it's the people, it's the members, really. Um, I was thinking about this actually earlier, um, and I was thinking, what exactly is it about the role that is so enjoyable? 
And I know it's a bit like when you go for an interview for a, a normal job, because there's nothing normal about this job at all. And they say, what do you, you know, what's it you're looking for? You go, well, I like variety. You know, I don't want to do the same thing all the time. And, uh, you know, when you sit there and you interview people, you think, oh, okay, once again, someone's saying they want variety and there's no variety in this job, but there is every variety. You never do the same thing mm. uh, two days running, ever. And there's a lot of contact with members, and, it's, and that's the lovely thing, is, is talking to people and meeting to people. Um, meeting people, not meeting two people, but meeting people. I mean, I could, I could talk behind it, sort of donkey, so it suits me down to the ground. But it's lovely. I mean, it really is. It, it's seriously, it's the the best job I've ever had. So I'm really glad that, that I will go out, that this is my retirement job. Mm -hmm. And I will go out on what I can say. Well, I hope it's going to be a high, but yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's really good. Margaret, what about you? Uh, what sort of drew you? You talked about how you've been here and the different roles that you've done. What drew you originally? To come into the WI, what was that first, that first meeting, well, that first time you went along? What um, I we've been living abroad for sixteen years, um, and I left as a young mum with um, two babies, and I came back after sixteen years of being in Africa as an older mum with four children and no friends. And moving to Roxham, it was sort of, well, how do you make friends? The children had grown up. Mm -hmm. um, although Julia, our daughter, was still at school, um, it wasn't easy to get into the friendship groups that were already formed, as they'd all known each other for so many years. Um, and then someone said, well, have you thought of the WI? And it was in the building opposite where we live. So I thought, well, there's no excuse really, is there? So mm -hmm. I'll go along. And once you go with an open mind and you are not afraid of trying things and you don't mind if someone says, well, would you like to take over that job or would you like to be in charge of buying the milk or something? Mm -hmm. Soon people know that you're a doer or, you know, that you're joining, you're a team player. And that's when it's like, oh, good, she's new. She can go on the committee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you think that's, I'm sorry, don't you think that's true, though? That if it's having the courage to step over the threshold when you know nobody. Yeah. Yeah. But it is the only way yeah. to make friends, and that's what happens all the time. All during lockdown, um, people may have seen on, on the website, we've got the thing about interested in joining the WI, and you click, don't you, on, on I don't know what, Golden Triangle Girls, because it's a Norwich one or whatever. And it sends through an automated, you know, contact to the office. And we've had 50, yeah. 50 women contacting us right. saying, I'm learning, I would like to join the WI. And that is since April. That's mm. amazing. And that's extraordinary, isn't it? And yeah. it's that thing about making friends and knowing that... They may be isolated yeah. and lonely yeah. and think, yeah, maybe that is when I need the WI. Yes, and yeah. so many people say, well, you know, I've just moved into the area and nobody, mm -hmm. so I want to make friends, yeah. and, and that's how you do. And yeah. Yeah, I wish people would get over their prejudice about what the WI is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a massive hurdle, really, isn't it? If you're, if you're not in, you know... That's interesting what you're saying it. about prejudices and preconceptions. Mm -hmm. So do you think that there are any preconceptions of what Norfolk WIs are like? Uh, what do you think is our special, like, je ne sais quoi? Like, what kind of thing oh. WI do? <laughs> well, the preconceptions is always and will always be age. Mm. Because there is this idea that, you know, Norfolk is the graveyard of England. 
<laughs> You've not been to the South Coast recently. Yeah, well, that's true. But, you know, I remember when um, I got rung up on the motorway, do you remember, by the Telegraph, <coughs> yeah. saying to me, um, can you tell me why people come to Norfolk to retire? And I got really quite, but I had to keep my hands on the wheel. But it's really hard to say, actually, they don't just come to retire. They come to live. Mm. And it's really hard to get that distinction that just because you don't actually go to work every day, that doesn't mean that you're going to sit at home and put your feet up. And what Norfolk offers is that opportunity to start a new life for a lot of people. But we've also got a huge community of people that live and work and bring up their children and teach and do all these other things. And from, I think, the Norfolk WI gives them an opportunity of exploring and learning and making new friends. And we seem to do it very well. And of course, there's, there's a big sense of community in Norfolk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, whether it's because we're not on the road to, you know, we're on the road yeah. to nowhere, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> so we have to create that community. Yeah. And, and I think that's what makes Norfolk slightly yeah. different. We're not a very transient community. No. People do come to stay, which is lovely. So, I mean, we we came and stayed, and now it's our sort of 15th year or something, and we, we love it, yeah. yeah. There's that longevity. I think it's interesting because Norwich is seen as one of, I was reading an article yesterday about Norwich being one of the most friendliest places mm. in, you know, in oh. the country, yeah. um, but also, interestingly, the most lonely, and oh. about the percentage of loneliness that goes on. I was reading oh. about the Norwich Loneliness Alliance um, that's been set together with lots of different organisations. Yes. Um, very, very interesting, and a way, again, to attract people yes. to the WI mm. through those sorts of things, yeah. where those organisations are having contact with people that are lonely, particularly at the... At but the WI does feel that interesting. That Needs, does, does because because yeah. what we need to get over is the, is the age exactly. barrier thing, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it's not all about, it's just got to be a young WI. It's the best WIs are those with quite a spread of ages, mm. aren't they? Rather, I think. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why, why that I truly, not, truly believe that. We yeah. try not to mm. talk about age, age yeah. gap. Mm -hmm. and because it is irrelevant, it is a number. But you, yeah, but you can be 80 and 20, can't yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, we've got one, one of the. Uh, WI web editors for her WI is 92. Wow. It's like, well, she doesn't think of age at all. Yeah. No. It's meaningless. It's amazing. But you're right, it's getting out, isn't it, to that encourage people to come along and. Yeah. I think that's been interesting with the with doing the meetings on Zoom. I've got a, a 14 year old daughter who's been able to join those meetings and see and be part of things and see what's going on. And she's actually been really inspired. And it's about sparking that inspiration. Yeah. And it was about kind of that, that connection with lots of other people mm. that she wouldn't necessarily meet as somebody that's 14. So it's been a, she's not old enough to join. No, she's going to join Because that's the other thing, isn't it? That, you, that, that when you join a WI, you meet a lot of people that you wouldn't normally have gravitated towards. Yes. Yeah. And yet somehow you, you, you do. find something in common. You do. Well, maybe the WI. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's a really lovely answer, actually, because yeah, Norfolk does have its own challenges, doesn't it? But it also has its rewards, so that's a yeah, really yeah. nice answer. I like that. Um, so yes, that brings us on to I guess twenty nineteen was the big the big year for Norfolk, wasn't it? Mm. It was our centenary. Wasn't it um, wonderful? Yes, it feels like a long time ago. I know. <laughs> it really does. 
So how did you celebrate the centenary, both personally, but also here at the house? Um, sorry. She worked. I, okay, I, I will answer for that. <laughs> she worked very hard. <laughs> yeah, I think you, whatever, anything else that Louise says, quite frankly, she worked for the four years leading up to it, or three that you were here leading up to it, and then solidly through it. Yeah. And then we thought this year would be a lovely time to chill, and instead of which we worked. So that really is that was your centenary year. It was. It was incredibly hard work. Like yeah. so, so rewarding. It's fantastic. Yeah. Every event that we put on, yeah. whether it's, it's sort of worry. Uh, the first one actually was the um, Our party. Was the party, and and that was desperate at one point. We thinking, God, we're never going to get anywhere with this and that was I was thinking about it the other day I think that possibly I shouldn't say it but I think that was the best no moment. it wasn't it was just lots of lots of women who cared less there were no men there which caused a bit of a controversy at the start obviously um, and they cared less and they were up on that dance floor in the band well, so they never I, it made a pact that because you know obviously we were going and we said look it doesn't matter who else is on the dance floor but you and I are going to get up and dance yeah, and lead, because, you know, way. two of us have got to set leads mm-hmm. on. Yeah. The minute the music started, we were knocked over <laughs> in the stampede. <laughs> and we picked ourselves up and went, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, do you think, uh, and she went, yes. Yeah. And we both turned, turned and went, shoo. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't actually get yeah. in the dance floor. Brilliant. Brilliant. And this was at a hotel, Yes, it? yes. Holiday Inn. Yeah. Yeah. For which we still thank them, because they went the extra 10 miles. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was a very And then, of course, we year. had Pam Ayres, didn't we, at the Theatre Royal, yeah. which was yeah. absolutely She was great, yeah. And our lovely cathedral with our choir. That to me was the highlight because having, I did feel a bit like a jack in the box because I was up conducting the choir and then down and then up to do a speech and then down and then, you know, so it was quite fun. Um, But it was wonderful. And it was the last thing that my lovely mum had been able to go to. And she had a lovely time chatting to the um, sheriff. sheriff, Yes. Um, Who it well, that was entertaining. Just have to tell you the story. Um, you know everyone with their banners. Uh huh. Oh, the procession. The Well, I mean, you know, mm, it's <laughs> W I. Mm. <laughs> anyway, they they got the preset. This really lovely man called Roger. Rog. Yeah. And um, he was about ten foot tall, and he said, "Right, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll gather loads, and, and we needed to do a, a rehe- you know, just a run through, so they could see where they were going to go and mm-hmm. how they were going to do it." So they all knew that they had to turn up in the uh, South Transept, I think yeah. it was, in order to do it. So he stood there and very gently said, right, everybody, ladies. And I thought, Roger, you're going to stand there for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I stood on a pew and went, ladies, everybody. <laughs> and it just went quiet. He turned around to me and said, it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, so the rehearsal went well, vaguely well. But of course, being the WI, they saw their friends. So they stopped halfway down the aisle. It was <laughs> sheer chaos. But just the best. And we'd been told that there were 40, uh, I think it was 40 odd banners were going to be paraded. We had over 80 turned up on the day. It was spectacular. And uh, the Dean of Norwich, Jane, uh, took the service and her face is a picture and nobody got a photograph of it. She couldn't believe it as it came down. But the best bit was that Margaret and I were in the front queue with the high sheriff. 
And they got to the end, and I said, right, when you get to the end, it doesn't matter where, you just peel off yeah. one after the other, left, right, left, right. And he started to tell them what to do, and I thought, this is about to be a very bad mistake on your part. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to turn around and go, actually, we've got this. Which is what they did. But, yeah. but he wasn't <laughs> directing them. No, 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 you need to go yeah, that, that way. way. Yeah. Really and one funny. of the ladies said, no, I know which way I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it was joyous, wasn't it? It, it was, was a fabulous occasion. And what was that like for you as a performer? It then? was very nerve-wracking. I've never never sung in a choir, never been part of anything like that before. And it was absolutely fantastic. A really special moment. And emotional, really, wasn't it? Really yeah. emotional. And very mem- memorable. And really nice to just be be part of. It mm. was really... We had such a lovely time. It was really good. All that hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Hours of rehearsals. Months of rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. there's quite a few, wasn't it? Yeah. Months and hours. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, it was and very rehearsing much. 80 in a choir is more challenging than I thought it was going to be, I have to say. But we, we were very well behaved. We were. <laughs> we were excellent. <laughs> yeah. No, it was lovely. And then the garden party uh-huh. at um, yeah. the old vicarage. That was wonderful. And how we ever thought that pims wouldn't work in the evening. Huh. They got rid of us eventually, but it was quite yeah, it was hard quite to check us yeah. out. And we had, um, was it somebody said, well, the sun shines on the right chest, it was the next glorious day. Yeah, we said we must have done something good. Yeah. yeah. But it was a joyous it was a year. Fabulous year. How did it feel from your perspective as members? Well, I think there was also that sense there was a lot going on, wasn't yeah. there? Mm. Um, there was a few things that um, I was able to join in remotely because um, I wasn't able to come to the cathedral that day, but Sarah could video the whole yes. thing oh, and she yes. sent it to me. That's so nice. I was able to Did she? She did. That's nice. That's very really nice. Yeah. And then obviously we made our podcast and then we did... And there was the bunting as well, wasn't there? Yes. And we asked all oh, the yes, the bunting. Right. I forgot about the bunting. Yeah. That was fab. I mean, that, that's that will continue because we take it with us wherever we go, basically. But, um, yeah, so I guess this leads on quite more to your question about... It does. We were just talking about a bit of history and about what the WI looked like 100 years ago. Kind of, um, what sorts of things do you think they did? Obviously, we're not part of it. Right, this is a plug, actually, to say, don't forget that when we're allowed to come into the building again freely without, you know, having any restrictions, anyone can come and look at the archives and it's all there and when I was doing my speeches for last year um, my lovely Robert and I spent days upstairs locked away um, going through all the old documentation and the archives and the scrapbooks and everything is fascinating absolutely fascinating Um, But what is marvellous is the minute books record everything, all the details. And when we did the um, brochures for the cathedral and for the um, fan, we had a thing called snippets, was it called snippets? Nuggets. Nuggets. And they were taken from the minute books. And some of the things, we just couldn't believe it. Um, Talk about the Royal Norfolkshire and the catering. And they said the catering went very well. It was a shame about the fish. 
Well, I mean, that is just glorious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. No idea. <laughs> so we've said that in our minutes, at least every other month, if not every month, we have to put, we are now yes. duty bound to put something in that in a hundred years' time, they will look back and go, what was that? I love it. Like the WIS yeah. team, it's a show about the fish. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like a running joke. Isn't it glorious? Yeah, it was Those have been just marvellous to look back on. I mean, in a serious way, and we do have to be serious mm. occasionally, don't we? Um, it must have been so hard, because to start a new WI, they used to borrow one of the committee, um, her husband and his car, I think he was a doctor, wasn't he? Uh, yes, and because they weren't allowed to, to go out on their own and drive, so they had oh to have chauffeurs to take yeah. them out. So he would I know, wow. I can't believe it. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. They did a lot more, no, that I was about to say, they did a lot more uh, campaigning then. Uh, they didn't, but it was much more a central tenant of a lot of what they did. Mm. And it was extraordinary, the things that they, that they, the information that they disseminated, I mean, we couldn't believe it. One of the more serious things was that um, Mary Burgess was my predecessor. She was the uh, secretary for 47 years, and she, she lived upstairs. Oh, wow. She had a flat upstairs. So where the photocopier is upstairs was her bathroom. No. Yes. Oh, wow. And I often think about that when I'm when you're staying there. overnight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, laying on top of the photocopier? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's nice and warm. <laughs> Um, uh, and she, I mean, she wrote in one year, she wrote 4,000 letters. Wrote 4,000 wow. letters. Wow. You can't imagine it, can you now? Yeah. No. Um, anyway, th there was a report, wasn't there, in one of the uh, minutes that it was agreed that they would distribute, it was during the war, they, they would distribute the leaflets on um, VD. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. So we, they were still looking very much forward. <coughs> huge emphasis on health, obviously, mm -hmm. because their role was to educate women, wasn't it, at that time, in all matters food, plus female health, plus a lot of female rights, you know, I mean, that was when equality was first talked about, so we've got a lot of that going on at the same time, plus, of course, as you know, all the suffragists and suffragette movements, so there was a lot going on, a very, very serious stuff. I mean, we still have serious stuff, but this is life and death we're talking mm -hmm. about, aren't we, then? Mm -hmm. um, but the fun was never missing. Pageants. Have you seen any of the photos of I've seen some. Pageants. Yes, some I mean, pictures. they did an opera. I mean, how do you get WIs together? You each re rehearsed in your own little WI, and then there was one conductor who brought them all together, and they performed an opera. Wow. I just wow. find that yeah. extraordinary. That's incredible, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they learnt um, about uh, carpentry. Carpentry, they had carpentry. Yeah, upholstery. And they made, I can't remember now how many thousands of pounds of jam day you yes. say during the war. Thousands. Yeah. And we still have the scales that they used upstairs. <gasps> wow. It's just, which we were hoping to have the exhibition yes. in uh, August in the house of all the bits and pieces, looking back at the centenary and other bits and bobs, but anyway, that's for next mm. year, hopefully. Yeah. But, yeah, they were, I think they were possibly yeah. more formal then. 
very much more formal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you were invited to join, uh -huh. um, oh, okay. and you had to be sponsored by someone in the WI. Um, do you know when that changed? No, I don't. I do know, so in the 50s, when my mum was president, you didn't. You could just come along and say okay. it was mm. before then. Probably after the war, I would imagine. But yes, I, because things became more egalitarian yes, then. You didn't, yeah. you know, the hat and gloves and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, and in that programme, was it, it was on ITV, there was it... Um, uh, home fires. Yes. That that moment was captured quite well. Yes. You had kind of a lady of the manor and a little. That's right. Yes. Well, it was assumed she would be yes. president. Yes. President. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In fact, in a way, you were invited to be president, weren't you? I mean, Ooh. you know, uh, and that's why I think it's a bit more. <laughs> Absolutely, no democracy. Yeah. Um, I think it we're much more level now, aren't we? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's it's not the fact that that you're considered carriage, as they used to say, didn't they? Mm. Or carriage or train. If you were carriage, you would be president. Mm. Oh wow! And uh, speaking of presidents, though, we should mention. I just remembered Lady Evelyn Suffield. Mm. Yes, for um, sure. She's here on the board above us. We've got the list of chairmen and secretaries on the wall there. And Lady Evelyn Suffield is the first and only president that mm -hmm. we've had. Why is that? Was she just so good? They just thought, well, no. We can't follow her. Yeah. <laughs> I think we wanted to differentiate between being a chair of the board, so chairman of the board, which is what I am, and president of your WI. Uh -huh. um, well, she was, she was called a president at first, and then it changed didn't right. it, when they, when they got yeah. the board to be the chairman. But she, yeah. she was the absolute driving force, she yeah. and Mary Burgess, the two of them, uh, the two of them. Yeah. and but there were four of them, and it actually all came out of the agricultural yes. war agricultural committee, uh -huh. which was set up nationally in uh, and in each county had one in it, and that's mm -hmm. where and that's how they they moved on from there mm -hmm. and set it up. Yeah. She was a driving force, a quite remarkable woman, mm -hmm. and inspired extraordinary loyalty. I, well, it shows with that bag uh, brooch yes. that I've got. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. You probably have, because I wore it to the cathedral. Yes. Um, and it's the most beautiful brooch with the WI insignia and then diamonds all around it. And it's got diamonds and emeralds and rubies. Oh. And it was given to her by the membership. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm. after her years of service. But she did serve 27 years. So I'm hoping, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? You're going to hang on for 27 years and hope that we'll give you a bit of Just a shell out. Yes. <laughs> <It's been> amazing. <laughs> and so this house is named after her. Yes. So assuming we didn't have this house when she was no, no. up at the helm. So where did we meet before? What did we have before this? Uh, first, the offices were in Orford Place. Um, and then they moved... Ooh, were they in Red Lion Street and then they moved to Orford Place, didn't they? It's very well documented. So I don't have to remember. Margaret doesn't remember any of this. The property came up for sale, it was lifted by a doctor. Yeah. And the members bought it. In 1952. Yeah. And they raised £4,000 to buy it, which can you imagine in 1952? Mm. One of our board members, her mum was on the WI and she helped her mum make cakes and biscuits wow. to sell for the fundraising for Evening Suffield House. So mm. she has connection, it goes back that far, which is wonderful, yeah. isn't it? That's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. 
So they bought it and then obviously named it after Evelyn Suffield. Mm. And there was a move uh, in the 80s, I remember it very yeah. well, to uh, sell it. There was the most hideous meeting um, in St Andrew's Hall. It was mm. called an extraordinary meeting. Got very vitriolic in the way that you know, the topic I very often can, and they feel very passionate about something. Mm. But it's so hard to think of another building <coughs> that can be easily reached by bus, mm. with a car park, mm. in the centre of town, with enough room for us all, which is lovely, so we can have meetings here, Coral, of course, does her lunches here, um, and the rent on something like that would be phenomenal. So although we are paying a lot for maintenance, because it's a listed building, mm -hmm. It's still less than renting. And there are other federations, and I can tell you if anybody wants to ask me who they are, but where they have done that, they've moved out of the city centre to rented offices outside, and they just don't get visitors. Mm. And that's no good. We want people to think of it as their house. Mm -hmm. They can pop in, have a coffee, leave their shopping here while they go and, you know, go to go John to Lewis or whatever, go to the loo. You know, there's so much that we can offer by having our house mm -hmm. that you couldn't do if we were a train ride away or a taxi ride away. Because mm -hmm. people just don't, wouldn't come. Yeah. And that's, that's what's been weird since we've been back working in the office. Not yeah. having members coming in. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, seriously weird because mm -hmm. You know, we're open f three, four and a half days a week. Mm -hmm. Four and a half days a week. And I mean, members coming in all the time and that's mm -hmm. just not happening. And it is, and also, strangely, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got people in the building, we've got bodies, it's three of us. So now we're going to just quiz Margaret and Louise about some of the things that we've talked about with our members uh, across Norfolk um, on various themes. So each of our podcasts has a little theme per episode. And our first one was talking about founding a WI and what that experience is like. So, have either of you helped to found a WI? And what was that like if you did? That would be you, Margaret. It would be me, yes. We, we actually call it forming. Oh, forming. So we form a WI um, and we have formation meetings. Now, as an advisor, because only advisors can form a WI, um, I have done quite a few. And it's the best thing in the world. It really is. To find a group of women who are from various parts of a community, but they get together and someone, you've got to have that figurehead that says, we could, we could form a WI. Often it's one person. Not always. Sometimes they come together and then somebody naturally comes out as a, as a sort of leader. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I've done, I tend to be approached by, for example, if I take Swallowtails, because I know you've talked to them, um, and they came to us and said, we want to form a WI. And we sat around, hence the teapot, I remember the teapot story, yeah. um, in my kitchen, and we went through the process, and they said, yes, yes, we can do that, yes. And it was such a positive thing. and. If you follow the steps, and this is something that as an advisor I'm passionate about, that if you do it properly and you do follow the steps, and let's face it, they're there for a reason. Um, and the same with Golden Triangle Girls. You learn the steps, 
you get the people, you talk to the WIs around you, you get them in, you get everybody involved, then there's nothing to stop you. Then you can go. And our big thing is to say, right, now you are in charge. We're still around, we're still there. Anytime you want to come and have a bit of advice, and don't forget, we like coming to birthday parties. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, basically, you're on your own. Go on, just go off and fly. And most of them do. And it's really lovely. But you do need to follow those basic steps in the beginning. Yeah. So that you don't get surprised by some of the rules. Because if you don't, if you just sort of go together and do it, and then you say, right, now, don't forget the end of the year, you've got to do your financial statement. And they go, oh, we didn't know about that. You know, you need to get those steps right. That's mm. that's me with my advisor hat on. So, <laughs> yeah. So you haven't helped to found one or been, no. there, been there at a first meeting or anything like that? No, no, I haven't. No, I've seen several start up and... Um, and you're always part of it because, mm, let's yeah. face it, we couldn't do it without you. You know, when we go to them, we say, you know, to be honest, you will be ringing the office. We know you will. Mm. You've got your advisors, but quite often there are little questions that you think, just ring Louise. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she is, you know, and, but you save the big ones for the advisors, but quite often, you know, and so she gets to, to know people through this really, really well, which is wonderful, which is why having Louise and Helen there to, you know, to shield them. And Vanessa. Oh, yeah. And and yeah no, no, Vanessa's. Her finance. Her finance. There's nothing she doesn't know. That although, yes, you know, we are there and we are there to help you. Often I do appreciate the fact that they'll just pick up the phone and ring the office. So Louise is there all the time mm. for them, which is just wonderful. Yeah. yeah well, just moving on to the, another one of the, the themes was family. And I think you've both already touched um, quite strongly on this already about your family connections uh, with the WI and, and uh, family members. Is it because it sounds like both your mums mm. were involved yeah. quite heavily? Yeah, and my grandmother. Uh, ah. So, yeah. The, the, I have got a slightly funny story, which is that my mum was president of her WI, and my grandparents moved up to be near her. And mum said to my grandmother, you know, go join your local WI. And she said, oh no, I'll come and join yours here. Okay. And mum said, no, 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 you have your WI, and I'll have mine. Anyway, apparently she didn't. She joined mum. So, in about I mean, bless her, I haven't got her anymore, so I'm allowed to talk about it. So when we came, and I became president of Roxham, Mum said, oh, I think I'll join Roxham. And I had to bite my tongue <laughs> to not say, um... <laughs> I think so. Yes, but she did. And I have to say, she behaved, on the whole, just, yeah, very well. Because we have a number of mum-daughter colleagues. Yes, so yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really yeah. nice. Actually. It is nice. Yes. I think if your mother's enthused, which is not, it's because my mother hadn't really been to a meeting before, and gone, oh my God, um, uh, about them. She actually became really passionate because of the impact it had in our village, because it was so important for women who, I'm going back just 30 years, didn't have the opportunity to get out. A lot of them mm -hmm. didn't drive because their husbands didn't want them to. And you, we can't imagine that now, can we? But that was the situation then, and I, and she was really passionate about it, I have to say. 
she had a, um, I was going to say warped uh, view on life, it wasn't warped at all, her, her main motto was rules are there to be broken. So she struggled slightly with some of the WI rules and it was much more hidebound in those days. I love this idea of opportunity and breaking the rules and a passion. These yes. three things mm. are very WI. They are, aren't they? Right. They are, because WI women in the main are very militant. Yeah. But another interesting thing uh, you said about your grandmother joining my uh, grandmother was asked to join a WI in Surrey, and then they found out she was Catholic, so they asked her to leave. Oh, good. Wow. And that's what used to happen, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, wow. Hmm. That would never happen. No, I mean, you, yeah. nobody would care unless no. about anything except no. racism That's and sexism right. in this day and age, would they? I mean, you, those sure. would be the reasons you'd ask someone yeah. to leave or mm. tell them that they could I mean, it goes against everything. Everything, now. yeah. But not them. Isn't it? Inclusivity yeah. and equality and yeah. all that. Yes. Yeah. Um, in our new um, statements that have just come out, you know, that is absolutely top of the list, isn't it? Yeah. What, the vision statement? Yes. And we have that code of conduct that we all have as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it all helps. A lot of our members are just lovely anyway, but that is just there, isn't it? As yeah. a guideline. Actually, that's the, that's the main thing, really, I think. One of the questions I got asked at my interview was, um, you know, what, what did I think uh, was one of the strengths of WI? So, of course, you know, the friendship uh, group and whatever. And I said, I think the other strength, and I really believe it, is the Constitution because it is the founding there that everybody can work to. And although sometimes you roll your eyes, and we know that a lot of WIs find ways to get around some of their rules, um, it, is, it is the bedrock, and it's the one thing, because you've got actually a foundation there, haven't you, that you can work Same on. I think a lot of people mm. say, why has the WI lasted so long? And I think the Constitution is a major part of that. That although we want to be progressive, and we want to change, we want to adapt, Basically, those solid core rules have continued, mm -hmm. and we can. We can put urban in now as well as you know rural. Mm -hmm. We can do all that, but the actual basic rules have remained the same for a hundred years. Um, with the core things, I guess you were talking about mentioning earlier about how we started off teaching a lot of women about like health and mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. and like things to help their families. Mm -hmm. um, and also you're talking about your mum and not you know not being able to get out and very much and learn things. So that kind of then sort of draws me to the next next question for our next uh, podcast we did was about sort of learning and skills and what kind of things the WI can teach people. Mm -hmm. And in talking to members, it, we discovered that you learn things at meeting, but you also learn things through osmosis. You mm -hmm. learn things from other people and you learn things just by doing. So <laughs> just all these things that you just kind of get thrown into mm -hmm. that you enjoy. Um, so my question really is just about can you tell us some of the skills that you've gained, and, or perhaps an interesting speaker, or a hilarious time you had at a meeting or learning something? I think that one thing that WI brings to women is confidence. Mm -hmm. I think because you're in a friendship group, mm -hmm. and I think women in the main are very supportive of each other. I and think it's, it's very true that once you, and I think this is why we want to encourage people to get involved in the federation more. Because once you're in a group that you can learn, I mean like public speaking for example, um, I've had to learn how to write. Mm -hmm. Because, I, I know, <laughs> because the number of, I mean we've got um, this weekend, the EDP is 150. Oh, wow. um, and they're doing a big 
sort of weekend event about it. So who did they contact? The WI. So I've done one of my cards for them, which we're going to take um, and deliver it to them this week. But uh, Mary Dorrell, you know our communications chairman, she has volunteered us to do a double page spread in the weekend section oh, wow. um, of the connection that the WI has had with the EDP. A hundred years worth. Wow. Because they were there taking photographs when Queen Mary came to Sandringham for the first time. Oh, wow. So, of course we said yes. But I've had to learn how to write mm. to do that. Um, I don't do it on my own, you know, it is a collective, but it's been a very steep learning curve as how to write in a journalistic style and speeches, you know, every fam and you have to do that. So how to write, but in a way to connect people, you've got to be still able to reach out to people to make them want to listen to you, otherwise why, why would they? They're, and I haven't yet seen anyone actually fall asleep, but I'm sure they do. But, yeah. um, so those are big things to learn, and you don't know you're going to have to do those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being in a committee is the start of that learning curve. Mm. Um, and to have the confidence to go forward and say, yeah, right, I will go on the board. I have got something to offer, something to give back. And then you go, and you have... Your friends have the confidence then to put you forward for the next step. And that's a lovely feeling. As you say, it's very empowering mm. to do that when you've not really, I mean, I had, um, I was Robert's career, if you like, because we were living abroad. So I hadn't had that in my career, so I'm having it now. Mm. And that's a wonderful thing See, to have. Yeah, that's one of the things I think about the WR particularly for women of a certain age, and you're not in it yet, but for a lot of them, you know, they had fairly mundane jobs, they mm. had to follow a traditional path, and joining the WI gave them the opportunity actually to step outside of these preordained roles that they were given by society, and discover that they could run ICI if they wanted yes. to. I think, I and think it all that's starts in a WI. It was exactly. Mm. That's exactly where it starts. And you were saying that every day is different, every day you mm. have to do something different. And I can imagine that probably nine times out of ten you haven't done that thing before. So you've got to learn how to do the thing. Yes. And then you have to tell someone else how to do the thing. Absolutely. Um, like Zoom. Yeah. It's like <laughs> watch one, learn one, do one. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. A seating plan for a thousand women at the Theatre Royal. Wow. Now that was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, actually, you, quickly. you do learn quickly. Thank God for Google and yeah. YouTube. Yeah, and everyone around you as well. Yeah. How, did that, how, how did my predecessors cope with those things? Well, yeah. they just did. The they just they did. They did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes quite a good link, actually, between what you were saying about being empowered and risen up by people. That goes with your sisterhood question. Yeah, definitely. One of the themes, again, was friendship and sisterhood. And um, it's talking about many people have made really fantastic friends through um, the WI and had a real feeling of solidarity um, with other members. Have you had this experience? Um, and you've already talked about how the WI has empowered you and supported you. But if you can tell us a little more about that, that'd be great. Well, friendship yeah. is really the cornerstone isn't it of the yeah. WI is making friends and at every level 
you make friends. And not always near, when I did my advisor training, we made friends, but you know, advisors from different counties. And of course nowadays you can keep in touch really easily, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. But I think it is true that there are people that you would have made friends with anyway, because they may live in the road next door or whatever. Um, but it is the people, as we said before, that you wouldn't necessarily have met that you make friends with. Um, and today, for example, we had the uh, meeting and there are five of us. And there were moments when we were laughing so much we were crying. Mm -hmm. And that comes from being true friends, from knowing about each other. And I think that, of course, is what we're missing now, isn't it? Yes. yes. Is that sharing of situations, of stories. It's all very well being in a Zoom meeting, and it is lovely, and you do get to see everybody, and you can do a chat room. But when you walk into that WI and you see someone that you haven't seen for a month, and you walk across the room and you just stop and go, how are you? Mm. How's your son getting on? He was going off to so-and-so, you know. It's those connections that the WI gives you that I don't know that you get anywhere else. It's marvellous. Yeah. And we've really found, haven't we, over doing our committee meets over Zoom, they've become a bit more clinical. Yes. They're not as, mm. It's not as fun as meeting in person, no. having a glass of wine, yeah. <laughs> all of that. And a lot of social, social cues are missing. You have to work very hard to have that kind of sort of emotional intelligence, like reading expressions and things like that. And apparently that's why you're very tired after you've done a Zoom, because you are on hyper alert to try to interpret what you're seeing actually, on your yeah. screens. That's um, so true. That is yeah. true, actually. It's a bit that way, yeah. but yeah. Well, that's a really nice answer. That's really good about being inspired by everyone. That's great. Um, I guess it kind of also leads on to, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about uh, campaigning earlier. Um, are there any campaigns that you've been particularly proud of uh, that you've taken part in recently or, or even in the past? Yeah, well, yes. I have to say I'm really pleased about the modern slavery one. Mm -hmm. I voted for that every time it's come up, the slavery one, because with another hat on with another charity, I've seen... Uh, the other side of modern slavery and it's pernicious and it's going on all the time all around us so um, I'm really proud that we've taken that on interestingly we've had seven campaigns put forward by Norfolk WIs that have been taken up and voted on at national seven That's good. including a really big one which is care with uh, care not custody yeah um, and and that whole campaign started in Norfolk wow that whole national campaign with the police and everything started in Norfolk we just and that's something sort to be of, really proud yeah, of. Yeah, and we just hope that members do realise that anyone who's got a passionate um, voice can write, a can write a resolution and might not get through this year, rewrite it in different words and have another go and, and keep going. If it's something you really believe strongly about, it will get there in the end because... It's you, you learn what they're looking for and you have a look at the list and you think, ah, okay, it needs to have, basically it needs to be relevant and it needs to have an outcome. You need to be able to actually see that there would be an achievement at the end. We can do something. And once, you know, the loneliness campaign was ideal, wasn't it, for the WI? And all WIs embraced that wholeheartedly. And when we did Norfolk Day and we were putting stuff out and inviting people to have a piece of cake or whatever, that t 
touched so many people and reached so many people and it was fabulous and we were able to hook so much onto the loneliness campaign and say you know that we are reaching out and we are also working with other loneliness charities which was just wonderful and so that I think was one of our biggest successes because of course once we're mandated on the campaign you it never stops it never becomes outdated and old-fashioned you can bring it up to date whenever you like and use it you know like bees we're all talking about bees aren't we constantly yeah. and, and microplastics microplastic, yeah. climate change they're all WI yeah. campaigns I mean I think really we ought to invite David Attenborough to be an honorary member of the WI because you know, he's almost as good as we are, isn't he? One of our members actually did put together a proposal for a resolution. I think we voted on it. I think it went through one stage, but mm -hmm. I think it didn't yeah. get any further. And that was to do with when there was all that discussion about the legalisation of cannabis and what oh, yes. 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 and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, as a part of Swallowtail's WI, a member there is currently working on um, a campaign to do with um, rescuing and saving mm -hmm. hedgehogs mm -hmm. and that's how we can preserve them because they are actually vulnerable to extinction mm -hmm. at the moment oh, wow. which a lot of people don't really mm -hmm. know because they're such a little loved kind of yeah. when, when yeah. they get so many and um, Liz Barker is the Federation's Resolutions whatever okay. she's yeah. called they don't know they keep changing the name um, and so she had an, an all day Zoom um, earlier in the week all day there were 79 pages pages of resolutions. That's the, what they call the long list. That's the long list. Well, and they get it down. And they debate it. And they get it down to short list. So mm -hmm. the and they they put traffic light system on them. So it goes to legal. Uh, you know they put the traffic light system. They decide the traffic light system. Um, anything that's probably already mandated in mm -hmm. some way. Uh, probably you know they say well actually we've got a mandate. Midwives was one that came mm -hmm. up last year. Well, we've already. We've already got the man, uh, you know, the midwives yeah. mandate, okay. so yeah. actually it comes under that, so you know, and so on, and then the six will have many that come out later this year. That's that's what they would. But it is a very that's six from seventy-nine pages yeah. of it. You just can't imagine, can you? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear about it, though. Mm. No yes. one's behind it. Mm. Yes. yes. Yeah. But it is democracy, and I think that's what's so nice: the fact that a person could possibly change. Yeah the way we behave and that's fabulous isn't it? I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a good question to leave on to the future. Yes, uh, really where where do you think the future of the WI is headed? Uh, you know what, what should be our next steps in moving forward especially sort of with the current climate and the way that things are? Well it's interesting um, when I was on the membership committee a long time ago, the idea of a virtual WI was broached. And they said, no, nothing can replace the face-to-face -face meeting of a WI. And this year, we have been thrown into a situation that nobody ever would have thought of mm. in a million years, where the WIs have been shut down officially, really. I mean, even in the war, they held meetings, not all, but some carried on the whole time. This year, not one single WI was able to meet after lockdown. And you can meet on Zoom, you can meet, but we haven't been able to meet in person. So we've had to adapt and 
go forward. Um, the way forward will be starting virtual Dublin-wise. And we're very, very honoured that Norfolk has been chosen to pilot the scheme, or be one of the pilots. There are other federations, we're not the only one, but we were in there with the national membership team to set up guidelines for it because they've started a group if you you know the wanderers where they have speakers and you get together but this is going to be run on real wi principles so it's a, a wi that you join you pay your membership fee to you will have a committee and a president and all the rest of it and you will have the same rights as any other WI. So it's been quite complicated. We've got to get it right. Mm. We probably won't, but we are really trying to get it right. So we've had, you know, we've now sent out a letter. Um, I don't know where we are yet because I don't know where we are in time at the moment, but we are definitely working through this and we are hoping that in January we will have one of our first meetings where we will be able to see what the take-up has been and what people think of the idea and whether in Norfolk this is something that we can run with and, and go forward. But there's a lot to learn. Um, you know, Do we have a WI of 150 that people mm. can come in and out of or do we try and limit it? There's so many questions that we'll I think it's answer. really interesting though. Um, at the moment I'm working with um, unpaid carers and often it's really difficult for them to be reduced from, uh, you know, away from their caring mm -hmm. responsibilities, having that time away. There is massive loneliness, um, particularly at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking to lots of people who are in really difficult circumstances. And having something like that, mm -hmm. that you that isn't about your care. Often there are carers meetings, there yes. are all yes. those other types of things. Yeah. This is a chance to be you. Um, it's a it. chance to yeah. have some fun, yeah. to join. And I think actually tapping into that 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 kind of particular market for um for people that are at home and that can't mm. can't get to those meetings and that can't access that's it. And that's a yeah. really such a really nice thing that's for them yeah. you know it's really for well, them well we've got yeah. shielding members obviously mm -hmm. who don't know when they will feel safe it's the feeling of being safe yeah. to go out mm -hmm. into a group we've got a when we did our um, Louise put together a survey um, didn't you yes and the member survey that's right and one of the answers that came back from that was yes we want to go back to the WI when do you feel you'll be ready we don't know. Mm -hmm. And to join a virtual one, it's not to replace it. I think we do have to emphasize yeah, that. I was going to say, it needs to partly also be explained that one of the reasons we've written a letter is because uh, where, where a new WI or, or a group wants to start a new WI, you have to write to everybody in the area That's to right. let them know. Oh, okay. Um, just so that they don't think that you're starting up a WI and you're about to nick all their members uh. to, to start the new one. So this letter is going to every, well, it's going to all the members who are asking secretaries to pass it on because, like you said, you probably can identify several people that would be interested. I think it would be a fantastic, yeah. um, and through those care, I work in Carers Matters Norfolk, um, through, through them and kind of really, they have... Yeah, and do you know what's interesting? Those yeah. people that, that are hard to reach, it yes. isn't yes. hard to reach. It's what we're not solving... Yeah is how do you meet, how do you reach the members that 
are not comfortable with any form of technology mm. and Zooming mm. and FaceTime. That is, I think, our biggest challenge is how do we reach those members? We know that you've got your committees and you've got your secretaries and your presidents and I cannot tell you how many are being fabulous at ringing round, doing round robin letters and all the rest of it. Members that have been helping each other shop and all, you know, so the people aren't isolated. But at the end of the day, you are isolated. Mm. You are alone. You haven't got someone just to share the little things with all the time. And for us as the Federation to reach those members, I think, has been our, our strongest challenge. This is a fabulous solution for the people that can't get out or don't want to get out or don't want to, after a busy day in the office, go out again. Mm. They may want to be in a WI, but at home. I mean, what a fabulous thing. But we don't want that to be the overall feeling. Mm -hmm. It isn't to replace WIs. And what we are hoping is that some members will do it as a dual. So I was going to say, keep your loyalty as well. And that's why I think it's a great If anyone can give us any hints or ideas about how we reach those members who think who are missing their WI but yes. can't get out for various reasons but aren't comfortable with technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, we'll take please write in. Yes. <laughs> at. Yes. It's a serious problem for us. Yeah. Just don't know. We don't know what to do. But I do that. think in the future, we do know that members are desperate to get back together again. Yes, mm. very much so. And that WIs will. I mean, we've, We've, you know, bounced back from all sorts of things. I think that WS have just got to be initiative, initiative, and um, not frightened of trying different things, even if they think, oh, well, perhaps we shouldn't, because that's not what we're supposed to do Mm. in WA. At the end of the day, being absolutely honest, who's going to really find out? And if it means that it keeps your WI going and your members connected, then you would do anything you could. Wouldn't you? Yeah. To keep that going. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I think we need to be frightened of yeah. thinking actually we need to be flexible, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, as you say, innovative and use our initiative, and not we have to abide by the rules, but not be hidebound by the mm-hmm. rules. You know, we can sort of say, well, that's the rule that we have to have all our members at all meetings. Well, we can't. So we're going to have to find a way of making it inclusive but in a different way. And I haven't got the answers yet, but we are going to have to that. do it. Yeah. yeah. And the WI's had to revamp so many times, hasn't it? Yes. yes. In the last hundred odd years. Yeah. You know, what's one more time? I That's think this right. is just another <laughs> another chapter in the in yeah. history, quite honestly. Well it will go down in history, won't it? Well, down I mean, yeah. it will. You know, we're trying to do these archives of the year. Yeah. And we've sent postcards out um, yes, to say yes. to people we want these answers back, please, um, because in a hundred years' time, people are going to look back and say, what happened in 2020? And it will be there for them to read and see, or online, or you know, in a time capsule, who knows? But we want to be able to record how we felt at that time. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, it's very heartening to hear a lot of the things that you've been saying about what you know we're trying to do and what we have hopes to do. And I think we've heard lots of really lovely stories about what we've been doing to keep in touch with people and keep ourselves going. And I think it has like it's definitely confirmed for me my feelings about the WI and yeah. the community we have built 
and what we continue to build with our 50 people who've been inquiring to join, yeah. there is that thing of that reputation we have and also changing that reputation and upskilling ourselves all the time. I think that's just very inspiring. So I guess on that note, I didn't know if to just close our little episode, if you had a message for our listeners, um, just to, as we go out into our post-COVID lives, um, you know, to inspire anyone about, you know, what the WI might mean for them or ways in which we could help them. Well, I think... I want to say, don't be afraid of change. Mm. And don't be frightened of having to adapt. It may seem scary at the moment, but we are always out to embrace progress. And this is another form of that. And that if you can see that we will come out a bit stronger, then you'll be able to get through this easier. Mm. I was going to say, absolutely the same thing. I mean, in, in, in terms of, if you think about it, who knew Zoom, apart from it being a song in the, in the 70s? <laughs> you know? I, I mean, seriously, and now look how people have embraced it. So yeah. my message is, just like you, don't be frightened of it. And so many members have proved that they're not, mm-hmm. that they have embraced it. Mm-hmm. And we have faith in them. We yeah. do, absolutely. They've got to have faith. Look, they should have faith in themselves, I think. Oh, oh that's lovely. Well, thank you both so much for talking to us today. I think I've definitely come away with lots of interesting yes, news and ideas. And well, well, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. It's Wonderful opportunity. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Yarns and Threads. We hope you enjoyed it. We, as, no, I won't say, I was going to say, as another world leader said, do not let go. There's another world leader. <laughs> 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 that is.